0: Hey everybody, thanks for joining us to celebrate Christ's resurrection from the dead. I have to be honest, this is a very odd way for us to celebrate Easter together through the medium of a screen, whether you're looking at a cell phone or through an iPad or a big TV, whether you're sitting there alone or you're with your family, these are just odd times and we're in odd space. I felt pretty odd in putting this shirt on this morning with classic Easter, spring, pastel colors. But the reality of these colors and the reality of us celebrating the resurrection of the dead in the midst of spring is this idea of life coming out of death. But we live in these times, like the psalmist says, of walking through the valley of the shadow of death. Just recently, I've read that the death toll in New York City from COVID-19 has now surpassed the death toll of September 11th. And the fear's on the rise. We're very concerned. Uh, Many of us have heard news that we in Arizona haven't yet hit uh, the reality of the peak or maybe even the beginning of this COVID crisis. And yet, there's an author uh, that comes to us through the Old Testament in the book of Ecclesiastes that's one of the wisest men who ever lived, the man Solomon. And he makes this statement in Ecclesiastes chapter 7 verse 2 where he says it's actually better for us to go to the house of mourning than to a house of feasting for death is the destiny of everyone and the living should take this to heart. That sounds so weird honestly and even odd that we would think it's better to sit in the midst of the valley of the shadow of death to go to a house of mourning, than to a party. But the reality is that death is the destiny of everyone. The reality is death is in the world, even on the opposite side of the coronavirus crisis. And we need to look at that and stare at that because it's the destiny of everybody. And it's at these places that the living take it to heart. This passage is actually being proved true right now. There's a study that came out of the University of Copenhagen that Google searches for faith are on an exponential rise, specifically searches about prayer, that people are seeking to talk to God in the midst of these times. Bible publishers are actually saying that sales of the Bible are up between 50 to 70 percent There's one new company called Alabaster that's presented the Bible in a very pleasing way to the eyes through these incredible photography. They say their sales are up 164%. How do we make meaning of that? It's that people are staring death in the face and they're taking it to heart and they're asking questions outside of themselves. They aren't looking within themselves. They're saying, God, where are you? God, who are you? And they're going to the sacred scriptures and they're even asking questions about prayer. Many of us have been trying to press into God through prayer by looking at this prayer that Jesus prayed and taught us to pray, specifically the Lord's prayer. The Lord's prayer says this, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us of our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Many times when we hear the Lord's prayer, we'll just hear it recited. But it's to be prayed and it's to be prayed in the real emotions that we have. This appeal of God, let your kingdom come and let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven is an appeal that recognizes things around us are not the way we want them to be. And deep inside of us, we feel this churning in our guts that they're not the way they're supposed to be. We're right now not supposed to worry about our kids getting a virus that may lead to death. We shouldn't worry about our parents dying with nobody at their side. We shouldn't worry to go to work of whether or not we could get ill at this moment. But many of you are encountering the realities of how sin sits inside of you. A lack of patience and frustration and a lashing out in anger, has come out of this reality of feeling cabin fever and feeling stuck. Some people are struggling with debilitating anxiety. So when we pray, God, let your kingdom come. It is an appeal for something better. God, do something. Let your living self come into our world right now. There's an astounding connection between the resurrection and this prayer for the kingdom of God. When Jesus had been raised from the dead and we read about this in the book of Acts, this story about this church developing, these people who'd been changed by a living and a resurrected Jesus, their lives began to change because they encountered a real God and then their lives being changed led to other lives being changed. In verse 3 of chapter 1 in the book of Acts, it says that Jesus presented himself alive. Now, we have just looked at Jesus' death on Good Friday, the darkness of sin in our world, the anguish of Christ needing to go to a cross because of our sin, because of my sin, because of your sin, because of the world's sin. Christ died a criminal's death on a cross. But three days later, he rose from the dead. And here he presents himself alive. If you have a Bible right now, I'd love for you to just look at that word in Acts 1, 3. He presented himself alive. When I look at that word, it's just coming off a page to me. He presented himself alive to them after his suffering that they had witnessed or they had heard about. He presents himself alive to them after his suffering by many proofs. He appeared to them during 40 days speaking about the kingdom of God. Now something happens to this group of people. This reality of Jesus presenting himself alive in the midst of their grief. In their grief was yes that he had died But they had placed their hope that something was going to change. And they wanted things to change because they knew that things weren't right in the world around them. They had experienced pandemics like we had experienced pandemics. They were under the oppression of a Roman government. They were concerned about the state of the world and the unrest out there. But they were also concerned about the unrest in their own homes that drove them all the way back to the unrest they felt within themselves. Not just about the sin and darkness that was out there, but this was a group of people who knew there was sin and darkness residing in themselves. But they had encountered Jesus in his life. They had witnessed his death, but now he presented himself to them as one who was alive and he was teaching them about the kingdom of God. There is this parallel of life coming out of death and the resurrection and the teaching of the kingdom of God. Our appeal, God, let your kingdom come and your will be done, no matter where you sit right now, whether you're one of those people who knows very little about Jesus and is on Google saying, I have questions about faith. How do I learn how to pray? Or you're one of those people who've bought a Bible. Or maybe you're a person who's been taught about prayer your whole life, who understands the reality of the scriptures and you've been taught the things of the Bible since you were very, very little. The reality of Jesus Christ being alive in this moment is applicable to all of us. It's applicable as we seek to answer this question, am I a pessimist or am I an optimist? The truth of Jesus Christ being raised from the dead changes people's lives I myself, along with many of us, have joined in a campaign called Jesus Changed My Life. And it's people sharing this story of how the living God, the resurrected Christ, encountered their life and how in their real life story, their life was one way before they encountered Jesus. Something happened to encounter the resurrected Jesus and their life changed. Lives are changed by the resurrected Christ, and then changed lives change lives. And it happened in the book of Acts. Christ's resurrection from the dead was like an explosion, but not an explosion unto death, but an explosion unto life. And it changed the course of human history. This isn't hard to study or to understand that whatever it is that happened with Jesus changed the course of human history and it has the opportunity to change you. But we sit right now in the midst of the COVID crisis saying, should I be a glass half empty person? Or should I be a glass half full person? Are we to be pessimists or are we to be optimists? There was a very famous missionary who was in India and was asked the question, so are you optimistic? about the good news of the gospel going forth in India? Or are you pessimistic? And his answer was, I am neither an optimist nor a pessimist. Jesus Christ is raised from the dead. It's very different. The resurrection of the dead allows us to look at the reality of sin in the world. It allows us to understand darkness sits in the world There is an enemy in the world. Sin is a reality, and it brings about darkness and death. And the sin isn't just out there, but it's in me. And yet, do we just say, therefore, the world's dark? Therefore, death's the only end to all of human life? Or do we become an optimist and we say, oh, well, this too will pass. Life's just life, and it's all good. Is it really all good? We know even humanly speaking, we sit there when somebody says it's all good, you go, it's not really all good. Or if the pessimist goes, it's all bad, you go, it isn't really all bad. The truth of the world is Jesus Christ is raised from the dead, which allows us to say sin is real. Sin put Christ on the cross. Sin is in our world. It is in our country. It is in our systems, but it's in my heart It's in your heart, in the reality of Christ raising from the dead after he had died a criminal's death on a cross to pay for the sins of all of us who would ever turn from our lack of wisdom and from our pride and from our sin unto God. He died for all of the sin of those who would ever repent and believe. All of the sin of the world was taken up on the cross And he died a death, but then he raised from the dead. So we are neither pessimists nor are we optimists. Jesus Christ rose from the dead. And the reality of Christ's resurrection from the dead is being served in front of the world. And it's being served to you and I right now in the call to each one of us, whether you say you've been a Christian your entire life or this is all brand new to you, is an appeal to believe the good news of Jesus Christ's life, his death for sin, and his resurrection that proves God himself has conquered his enemy, Satan, has conquered sin which resides in every one of our hearts, and has conquered death. The resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead allows us to be freed from the fear of death, which has held us tight our entire lives. Christ became a man. Christ died a criminal's death on a cross, our death on a cross, to free us unto resurrected life so that we might be alive. He came to give us life and to give it to the full. I right now want to pray for all of you whether you're sitting together with a group of people or whether you're watching this individually, that the power of Christ's resurrection from the dead would be made real to you through real experience right now. Father, you tell us that today is the day of salvation. God, we all feel like we need to be saved right now, like we need help from you, God. And your help comes to us in the good news of the gospel. So I pray right now that your Holy Spirit would allow us to look at the reality of death, to look at the reality of our sin, to understand that Christ is the one who takes our sin and he conquers it through his resurrection from the dead. I pray, Holy Spirit, you would make yourself real now to everyone watching this, that they too could say, Jesus changed and is changing my life. In Christ's name we pray, amen. Hey, we thank you so much for gathering together with us. We are gonna continue to pray on your behalf. We encourage you to go to all kinds of social media and search the hashtag JesusChangedMyLife and be encouraged by all of these stories that are out there of real people who've encountered a living Christ and their lives have changed and are being changed right now. Remember as you leave and go, see life in those who are around you, change lives, change lives.